you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we are studying the first 14 chapters of the book of Acts in a study entitled The Power of the Holy Spirit Through the Churches. During this study, we will observe how the Holy Spirit worked through the churches in Jerusalem to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. So, grab your copy of the Winter 2022-23 through 23 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for January 15, 2023 is entitled, The Ministry of Deacons. It comes from Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, and chapter 7, verses 54 through 60. The key verse, And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God, and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Acts chapter 7, verses 59 and 60. The application, the student will recognize the powerful effect of faithful deacons in the Lord's churches. Seeking the context. The Jerusalem church was suffering from outside persecution and inside problems. The religious leaders of the Jews came against the church threatening and demanding that they cease preaching in the name of Jesus. The apostles were even beaten for speaking in the name of Jesus. But none of this stopped their preaching or the growth of the church. Satan shifted his tactics and looked to disrupt the Jerusalem church from within. He found Ananias and Sapphira more than willing to lie to the Holy Spirit and play the part of hypocrites. What is at stake here is the truth. If lying and hypocrisy are allowed to stay within a church, it will cease to be the pillar and ground of the truth. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. God took care of this problem by ending the lives of both Ananias and Sapphira. The next problem to come upon the Jerusalem church was also within the church. It is the starting point of our lesson today, which is on the ministry of deacons. The selection of seven deacons was the solution to the problem that arose around taking care of widows in the Jerusalem church. The office of deacon is one of two biblically appointed church offices, the other being pastor, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1-13. through 13. The term deacon simply means servant, and all of us are called to be servants, Matthew chapter 20, verses 25-28. through 28. We are called to serve Jesus Christ, John chapter 12, verse 26, and one another, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. So the appointment of deacon does not take away our individual responsibility to serve in our churches. Deacons of churches today should set the example of service, leading churches to serve together in unity that all needs might be met. How would you describe the work of a deacon in churches today? Searching the text. Number one, the problem. Acts chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. And in those days, when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. The Jerusalem church was growing astronomically. It is impossible to know the exact number, 
But the membership had grown into the multi-thousands. Acts chapter 2, verse 41, verse 47. Acts chapter 4, verse 4. And Acts chapter 5, verse 14. That was absolutely wonderful. And I hope all of us are working to multiply the church of our membership. But even in the best of times, Satan will be sure to stir up problems within churches. With more people comes more problems. Acts repeatedly tells us that the Jerusalem church was of one accord. Acts chapter 1, verse 14, chapter 2, verse 1, verse 46, chapter 4, verse 24, chapter 5, and verse 12. But this unity was being threatened. The problem here centered on the service to the widows. The Grecians complained against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected. It seems that the Hebrew widows were being favored over the Greek widows in the Jerusalem church. Grecians were Hellenist, people who were culturally Greek. The term was less about ethnicity and more about language and culture. Both Jews and Gentiles could be Hellenist if they spoke the Greek language, dressed in Greek fashion, and valued Greek society. Conversely, the Hebrews were Orthodox Jews in their customs and culture. There was an inherent division between these two groups, and sadly, division had worked its way into the Jerusalem church. It was the start of a schism, which has no place in the Lord's churches. This is a dramatic change from how the Jerusalem church was described in Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 35. They were of one heart and of one soul. They had all things common, and distribution was made to every man according as he had need. But people are sinners, and sin can cause big problems. There was another problem found here as well. The apostles were being distracted from their all-important work of prayer and ministry of the word. Acts chapter 6 verse 4. The apostles, like so many pastors today, were in danger of being overworked and stressed beyond their ability to bear. If these problems were not dealt with by the church, they were in danger of losing their effective witness for the Lord that had brought so much growth to the church. Can you identify a problem in the church you are a member of that could destroy the church's witness? Number two, the solution. Acts chapter six, verses three through seven. Wherefore, brethren, look you out among yourselves seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Procurus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. As we begin to look at the solution to this church problem, notice that the apostles called upon the Jerusalem church to solve its own problem. They did not take it upon themselves or call outsiders to solve the problem. Church problems are to be solved by the church with the Lord's guidance, of course. The solution was the selection of deacons. Deacon candidates were to be examined. They were to be men who had the reputation of being honest, 
fairness in the distribution of the daily needs was at the heart of the problem, and dishonest dealings uh, in the future would only exasperate it. They were to be men full of the Holy Spirit, spiritual men who followed his guidance. Spiritual men are always more qualified than talented men to do the work of the Lord. They were to be men of wisdom who were capable of managing the business of distributing daily needs in a way that pleased the Lord and the whole church. The instructions of the apostles pleased the whole church. Everyone was on board and the Jerusalem church worked together selecting seven men who were qualified to serve as deacons. What first threatened to divide the Jerusalem church actually brought them together in working on a solution. They set these men before the apostles and they sought the Lord's approval in prayer. Verse 6. Only after the Lord approved did the apostles ordain these men with the laying on of hands for the office of deacon. When church problems are dealt with correctly, it will result in the enhancement of the church's work. So it was with the Jerusalem church, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. Verse 7. Problems cause churches to examine themselves, and this is good. It can lead to changes for the better, such as selecting deacons to do an important work and freeing up pastors to do their work. It can cause us to exercise our faith in the Lord. And as churches work together, it can increase church unity and love for one another. So instead of allowing Satan to win with problems he might cause in our, in our churches, let us take the opportunity to tighten up the ministry, turn to the Lord for answers, and teach ourselves to love the Lord and each other more. For the problem you identified in the previous question, how might you help in solving this problem? Number three, an example. Acts chapter 7 verses 54 through 60. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. From the very beginning, Stephen stood out for his faith and spirituality. Acts chapter 6 verse 5. Stephen's faith is pointed out again along with the power that comes from being filled with the Spirit in Acts chapter 6 verse 8. Stephen proved to be not only a great deacon but also a staunch defender and powerful witness of the faith. Stephen confronted men of many different synagogues from many different places and they were not able to resist the wisdom and spirit by which he spake. Acts chapter 6 verse 10. Stephen was taken into custody for preaching Jesus and like the apostles 
before was brought before the Sanhedrin court, verse 12, God had shown that he was with Stephen through the working of miracles before. Verse 8, But standing before the court, his face became like the face of an angel, as he did with Moses in Exodus chapter 34, verses 29 and 30, God showed his glory through Stephen so that the people would listen to his message. Stephen the deacon preached the longest recorded sermon in the New Testament. It deserves your attention. So take the time to read Acts chapter 7. Stephen was accused of blaspheming Moses and God, Acts chapter 6 and 11. The high priest asked Stephen, are these things so? Acts chapter 7 verse 1. In response, Stephen gave an overview of the history of Israel starting with Abraham, working his way through Moses, touching on the law and the temple, and ending at the fulfillment of all in Jesus Christ. Stephen's point was that he was not one blaspheming. They were because they had rejected Jesus Christ. How did the people respond to Stephen's sermon? They killed him for it. Stephen's death is both terrible and beautiful at the same time. The people were cut to the heart, convicted, and gnashed their teeth in anger against Stephen. But Stephen was also allowed to look into heaven where he was about to go. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at his right hand, welcoming Stephen into heaven. The angry Jewish mob carried Stephen out of the city and stoned him. But Stephen prayed a prayer very similar to the words of our Lord when he was on the cross. Stephen prayed, Receive my spirit, and Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Acts chapter 7, verses 59 and 60. See also Luke 23, verse 34 and 46. Only God knows if serving him will cost us our lives. Serving him will cost us something. The question for us is, are we willing to pay the price? What do you think it takes to be able to stand bravely in the face of death for the cause of Christ? Setting the application. For they that have used the office of deacon well, purchased to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith, which is in Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 13. This certainly describes Deacon Stephen. Stephen began as a faithful deacon in the Jerusalem church. This gave him the opportunity to be a wider witness in Jerusalem in confronting those of the varying synagogues. This brought him before the Sanhedrin where he preached his chapter-long sermon and in the end his death may have been his greatest witness of all. Stephen is the first to be called a martyr. Acts chapter 22 and verse 20. This word has an interesting history. Originally, a Greek word, martis, it means a witness. But because so many, like Stephen, were killed for their witness for Jesus, martyrs became a term to refer to people who have been killed for witnessing for Jesus, as it is used today. We all have been called to sacrificial service. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. In most places, our lives are not threatened for being Christians, but we may lose friendships, 
family, job opportunities, and so forth for our commitment to Christ. But when we are committed to sacrificial service, it is no loss at all. As Paul said, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 8. Can you name something you have sacrificed in service to the Lord? Thank you for joining us in another lesson in the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue going through Acts 1-14, through observing the power of the Holy Spirit through the churches. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.